Hi everyone, this is your host, the letter Z. Welcome back to another episode of the Prep and Rev podcast. Uh, today it's going to be a conversation between Demonic, Dark Void, and myself. Uh, mainly just talk about some of the headline stories. Um, to be completely honest, I think we were supposed to start that way, but we ended up just talking about um, the reopening phases of what's happening in history right now, because no matter how you look at it, it will be part of history. And uh, yeah, some of the other things we talk about is a bit of a surprise. I hope you guys enjoy it, and I won't spoil anything. Um, once again, if you guys want to get in contact with us, please do so with the email in the description below, and enjoy this episode. Podcast. This is your host, the letter Z, and with us today we have what's up, guys? Demonic back again. Hey guys, it's Dark Void. Thanks for having me over again. Ah, the core team all together. You know how hard it is to get the both of you in the same room at the same time to do a recording like this. It's called the restraining order. That's why. Yeah, he's not allowed within ten, no, like a hundred feet from me. That was last thing would happen. Hey man, you can't get within two thousand miles of a playground, so I don't even know why you're talking. Somebody's ears bitten off, just like okay. There's a lot of things happening. L let's just go right into it. First of all, uh, Mike Tyson's coming back to fight, huh? That's oh, pretty yeah, cool. Right? That. You're gonna watch it, dude. Your favorite fight? I will pay for it. I, I will pay for uh, maybe like two of those HBO fight passes just so I could watch that to support him. Dude, yeah, awesome. at a certain age, I'm thinking boxing's over for your career, bro. I don't care how good you were. It's Have over. you not seen his videos, bro? Have you not seen his training videos? I'm not saying he can't come back. I'm just saying you're older, which means your bolts are also older, which means you get more brittle over time. And it's not even a matter of how healthy you can get. There's a limit to how much you can do. One phrase for you. TRT. Do you know what that is? No, I don't. Explain. Testosterone replacement therapy. They inject you with everything that's holy in Mexico, bro. Do you know how many steroids come... And besides you're you're going to tell me this man had a drug and medicate himself to get to a fighting standard just because of his age. And yeah. that's okay with us. I as... feel like they're going to die afterwards. No, Might as well go all out, bro. Listen, man, what happens when he gets injured? He can't keep taking those, those steroids, right? Which yes, means all the effects of, that were helping him suddenly go away. Now you're back to day one. I have to live my regular life, which is, means you're older. Your bones are more brittle, and now you have an injury, which is a lot harder to recover when you get older. Good that's points. A, that's a not one hundred percent valid for this, but I can understand why for a normal Honestly, human being that, that would be a better option. Uh, do you know who Yoel Ramiro is? No. Again, you're gonna say, "Give me facts." Okay, Yoel Ramiro is an MMA fighter from Cuba. This guy looks like looks like a a Greek statue. And he has like the bone density of like metal. That guy's crazy. When other fighters, other professional fighters punch him in the chest, they say they feel like they just punched a brick wall. Bro, this guy is so like muscle dense, Again, bro. I am not and he's arguing old. a person's ability to be physically fit at any age. No, contrary to that. I'm not I'm saying, saying physically fit. I'm saying monstrously fit. Like, bro, it doesn't matter because as soon as he gets injured, it just takes one injury to have, you know, detrimental effects to his body people who have cancer or even COVID in this period that were bodybuilders show the before and after you know big buff dudes and now they're skinny what happens then that means that they lost the effort of all the, the work they were putting in doesn't mean they're not healthy it just means they're not a competing state and you think at an older age coming back to a competing state and without the risk of injury is fine 
that's great. But there's no perfect scenario where he doesn't get injured or hurt. Because even regular boxers at their prime, after a fight, they are getting all kinds of swollen. They are having all kinds of injuries. Just every, any fight. Exactly. Right. So yeah. you're going to do this at an older age coming but back. This isn't Mike Tyson, man. He bit a guy's ear off. But that's regardless. I'm not saying he's not fierce. God, no. The dude's fights are fights. But, like, if we're going to yeah, talk about pet. his health. Okay. Whatever, Tiger King. What I'm trying to say is that it's a risk factor for him afterwards. Just a yeah. little quick just a little quick uh, detour from this since you mentioned Tiger. Did you know if you uh, send um, mail to Joe Exotic, he'll send it back to you signed? I don't think that's Joe Exotic that's signing it. No, it, is that it really, really is. Yeah, it really is him. You send it to his jail cell, heard, like to I his location. That, yeah. yeah, and he uh, he'll send it back to you signed. I better start making some <laughs> some postcards. Yeah, man. but I mean, he's in jail, so you might well send him a couple bucks to pay off some of his debt. Right, he's gonna be like, "Oh, demonic! I listen to your podcast. You know, have a nice." I'm gonna summer. be like Something your like biggest that. fan, Carol Baskin. X O X O. He'll be like, "Who the hell?" I could That'd see him fun. go like this. Call me out right here. And besides, you wouldn't be the first one to do it either. So, I bet. I wonder if he can ever tell the difference between the real Carol Baskin and like a not Carol Baskin. I think Carol Baskins would say, "You're next," kind of deal, you know. Send Peta and all life after you. I mean, I okay. think he'll he'll be able to tell though because you know he's been hating her like for like over half his life, so you know he should be able to tell. Wait, you guys both saw the documentary, right? No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay, so that's not. Well, at least I did. Yes. I'm I'm a fan. The, the, my, one of my favorite parts is where he made that doll and he blew it up with like rocket launcher. Was it an RPG or something or a grenade or something? When he no, he fired? shot it and he added some um, explosive powder onto it. So he shot it and it just blew up. That's insane, bro. That's how you treat someone you don't like. You just make a bunch of like versions of them in the backyard and just blow them one by one. At this point, there wouldn't be enough President Trumps to go around, which is a problem. Well, since we're talking about headlines anyways, let's uh, move on <laughs> to the next headline. So at this point in history, as we're recording this podcast, uh, some of the riot, I mean, uh, protest has quieted down now. So that's something that was has subsided pretty quickly. The they methods to do it down. has been, yeah, they have. They stopped already for the most part. They've evolved. You know, they mm-hmm. started off unorganized, like you said, and now they're actually categorizing themselves. Right. So now they're, they're actually have... making, they're trying to pass bills. They're trying, they're actually doing, they're making change happen which is good on both sides. But the point is like the method that was used for it has been criticized on a couple different sides. But the point is that the violent riots and looting has like subsided. It stopped. So that's part of the news. And this is part of the reason why um, a lot of businesses have been pushed back when it comes to opening. A lot of malls have, you know, now have incurred expenses apart from not making, you know, enough income from sales and letting go employees and not being able to make the rent because of, you know, not being able to be open for so long. Now they got to the point where they're not going to be able to hire new employees on and they're making even deeper cuts in order to stay afloat. And among companies that are maybe not mall related, but like Carnival Cruises, American Airlines, you're talking about the Forever 21s that just went bankrupt, the JCPenney's that are on their way to going bankrupt, um, Macy's. So this is all part of what essentially is also affecting the stock market right because now people are having less faith in a certain company so they're not buying stocks in it anymore and even dividends for like today as of 
um, late June, and I want to say it's the 20, what, 7, 29th? Or sorry, 20... Wait, what's, what's today's date, man? I keep... 26th. So on the twenty the twenty fifth, they uh, announced that many banks are going to be discontinuing their dividends from their stocks. So originally, if you owned a couple stocks in Chase or Bank of America, every quarter or every year you would receive a certain dividend depending on the cost of that stock. So you could have bought a stock of let's say Bank of America at like ten dollars, and if that would to rise to a hundred dollars, you would get five percent, ten percent, whatever of that stock. And that would be money coming into you for free, basically. They're discontinuing it because there's not really much of a way for the banks to make money since their interest is at 0%. They still have interest rates for other things like credit cards and stuff. But for the most part, they're seeing a grim outlook when it comes to you know, the revenue they're going to be intaking. And the federal government has stopped them from being able to really charge or give out dividends because it's not, it does not, it's not a good show of force for them. But at this at the same time, consider the fact that if the banks no longer offer dividends, people don't pay into the banks. And on the opposite side, for the people that want to take out loans, they're probably now discouraged to because even though there's a lower interest rate, they're feeling like, what if the pandemic does go down? We won't be able to pay back these debts or these loans that we're taking out. So this debt's going to get even bigger. I don't want to take the risk. I'm not going to take out a loan. So even the 0% is not enough of an incentive for people to take out loans. And that's just like a few parts of what's happening in the headlines right now. But the fact that this looks like it's going to snowball into, well, we know that we're in a recession now, officially. But this looks like it's going to snowball, as we've already talked about on this podcast, but we have also, you know, can take the words from economists, economic, um, you know, professors and what other headlines and other interviewers have uh, had on their shows that, Man, I'm 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 not phrasing it correctly, but what I'm trying to say is other people well versed in this have said that this is gonna become a greater depression than the Great Depression from the early nineteen hundreds. So what are your guys' thoughts? I sent some um headlines over to you guys, so I'm sure you must have taken a, a an opportunity to at least like glance at them. But just from what you're hearing from podcasts, from the news, from even YouTube headlines, what do you guys think? Let's go, I don't know. Which one of you guys wants to go first on this? I'll let Void take over. Thanks, man. Well, anyways, um, I think you're right in a sense that people's faith in the market is definitely shattered. And it, it was obvious in the first couple of days, right? Because you would see the stock market crash every so often in such a short period of time. So that, that makes sense there. And that's just overall confidence. Not the fact that we're saying certain companies aren't doing well. It's more of just overall. Now we're at a point where we're seeing specific markets getting hit, right? Uh, at the start of the, the start of the COVID scenario, we had a gas war problem going on. That's why gas was so damn cheap for a while. And then now it's suddenly, steadily, steadily getting back to its place. Um, and it's still an issue because one, now gas is back to normal. Prices as high as ever. Uh, we're going to go back to an incident where food is becoming also another necessity. Uh, all of these markets get affected directly by necessity. Uh, people are going to be still buying food, even if there's no money coming in. And people who do have finances as a backing are pretty much getting involved for a long haul. They know they won't be having such a high return in any of their investments. 
which makes sense when people are being conservative of, on what they do, right? Uh, you mentioned American Airlines. I don't. I really doubt a lot of people are going to be flying anytime soon. And the way they operate business, it's it's uh you know they 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 buy a share for for an airport. They they reserve that spot, and it costs them millions of dollars to keep that spot. And if you're not operating with an income at this point, it's a cost expense. That's not even mentioning how much diesel has to be used because you still have flights that need to go. Uh, at this moment, they're still committed to those flights and they may reduce and move things around, but there are requirements that they are supposed to meet as an airport. And if they can't, they lose their spot, they lose money and they lose the option to grow. And you have um, to consider too, uh, not to cut you off or anything, but the the size of their fleet, they have 872 aircrafts as American exactly. Airlines just yeah. by themselves. And that's a bunch of stuff you have to keep up with maintenance. You have to, the cost of diesel or fuel, um, all of that becomes a factor. And that's a factor for every business. I'm just making fun of American Airlines right now because you wouldn't expect an airplane headline to be a matter of importance. But the only reason they matter is because they're a business. Um, a lot of people can argue that they're not the best, you know, the worst airport but or the air carrier, but I mean, it, they're still a business. It's not something easily done, especially not that size. I want to do mention though, I think a lot of this happened out of insight. You know, a lot of people panicked early on because they knew they've seen, you know, signs saying this is going to be an issue. Um, when people panic all at once and you run towards the door, forcefully brought it down and we're coming back up because they opened the government or the, gov the government's opened up public facilities for us to use. Uh, they came more hopeful than they should have been. Well, they should have been conservative. <laughs> You hear it also? They should have been like... Uh, not to cut you off, man. So for, for the people listening at home, we are doing this remotely, so there's going to be, you know, little issues here and there. Uh, your voice sounded super deep. You know, like, what's this, What's the guy's name? Deep Throat? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, your voice, like, uh, changes out of nowhere. Oh. Yeah, it, like, warped. But, I mean, it sounds good no, now, but... Well... Oh, All okay, of a sudden, everybody's so stupid cool. loud. So, I mean, there's a trade off. So, I don't know if it, like the audio just messed up on our void here, but um, I think you want to try it. was fine, and then out of nowhere, just yeah, yeah, you're so deep. <laughs> Can you hear me now? <laughs> no, god damn, it. no, no, that's no, fine. I that's, think you just like, maybe uninstall the, the I mean, just like point. take the headphones out, put them back in, or something. I don't know if Z was. I don't, uh, I honestly thought Z was messing some those well, doing something. I, 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 I just like saw you like kind of like looking this way, or so I'm like, oh, I think you're, I think you got tired of the way how his voice sounds. <laughs> no, no, I just he was he was explaining his point really clearly, yeah. and all of a sudden it just like, yeah. yeah, there you go. Wonder what that was. Better now. Okay, yeah, I had to reset the USB device. Anyways, how are you doing? Uh, that was one of those. Back to the point at hand. We were talking about people being conservative when they opened up the government. It's like people were held back and as soon as they let the door, they just ran. Um, that short burst of use for the economy isn't going to be helpful in the long term. So now people have all these flexibilities and one, we still have a higher risk of COVID and um, two, not everything is going to function like it used to. People who were running the rise, pretty much just making profit and not really being conservative. You know, what would be the first thing you do if you have a business and you see a situation where you're not going to be operating for a couple months. One, I would see insurance be a big play there. Uh, policies that include, you know, disease should be in, should be thought of ahead of time. You know, natural disasters are also part of it. 
uh, electrical burnouts, all of that should be included as a policy for insurance. Not a lot of people think ahead because they're like, I don't need to pay that. Why? I'm working. I'm working just fine. But there's situations that we don't see. And now that we are seeing them, people are trying to retroactively um, respond to that. And it's too late at this point. Um, things like you know, natural disasters and diseases, they take a lot to recover from. It's, I mean, even yourself as your capacity, you know, you get sick, you're out two, three days. Those two, three days you're out means productivity is out. Now you spend that for a couple hundreds of people that has a bigger um, Doppler effect where it's one and it keeps spreading and expanding. And the results to recover from that, it's, it's nearly impossible. It takes forever to recover. And when you do recover, it's not the same as it was. So people who are dependent on their day-to-day are really going to feel this effect because they're going to be, I'm just in a very narrow margin as it is, and I'm supposed to keep on living without working or not producing as much. So I see why people and the stock market is the way it is. I mean, that's the reason why um, the first depression happened. People were too dependent on something. Well, it was a combination now, of that dependency stock and like this uh, time the, the introduction of credit and people borrowing more than they actually possessed, which is, again, what was happening with us. It has been happening. And again, that's the same thing as the 2008 yeah. recession yeah. for homes. They leverage you know, their, their the homes home to bu- it. Yeah. Verse. And right now, we're at a point now where we're so used to a commodity that when as soon as they take it away, even something that we really didn't care for beforehand is taken away, it suddenly becomes a big deal. And in America, I want to say it, we are individualism. That's like individualist. That's our biggest priority instead of worrying about the whole as a community. So, of course, as soon as they take something away, it's an outrage. That's why people argue about the Second Amendment rights and people argue about the First Amendment rights because you took something away or you're trying to infringe on it. It's a problem. We need to understand now that as a whole, our individual selves won't support our economy. What we should be doing is focusing on the things that matter, right? If the government failed to provide us uh, rent freezes so that we can live in our homes until we can work again, that's on them. Now we have to take up that burden. So when a business says, I can't afford rent, well, you should have been lobbying for the party that says, we're going to freeze rent for everything. Not individuals, not businesses, everything. Because this is a community effort if we want to come atop. Our economy, yeah, we're afraid of it halting, but we're even more afraid of it going backwards. So what do we want to do? We want to keep it, want to plan that curve? All right, cool. We all have to agree on what needs to be spent on it. You know, Uh, if, if we think of America as a household, we need to pay bills, right? Things that are necessary have to stay on that list regardless of what we want. If things that stay on the list, we're going to have fuel regardless because we have to move. That's our lifeline. We've got to have food. And at this point, we need medical expenses covered for all of America. And that's not an easy thing to do. But because we didn't focus on medical expenses ahead of time, you know, having a medical plan or something as a backup, we're struggling now to find those resources. That's why we had a shortage on hand sanitizer, PPP equipment, all of that stuff ties together as to how we were focusing on our economy. Now that we're trying to sit down and really budget crisis this thing, it's not going to work out because we're not prepared well, I think D and me have a lot of so, opinions on it too. But before we get into that, so those are some of the top headlines that you were interested in. Do you, what did you, what headlines were you like kind of, you know, drawn into or did you feel like were really important? Who are you talking to? you demonic d you <laughs> okay i'm like wait what do i talk now um out of the whole covid thing or like the like the stock market the economy like what's your what was your question 
Well, whichever one, just because I know that uh, this last couple, maybe like three weeks, a lot of headlines have come and gone. Like, which one of those, like, drew... Because we didn't even get your real opinion on the um, the riots and the uh, protesting and all that. We didn't really get a chance to talk about it with with you about it. So, what did you think? Like, I'm about everything. You don't have to... You can summarize it to maybe a few things that really interested you or really you thought were, uh, you know, worthy of attention. <laughs> well, the major thing is... Um... I mean, I get what happened, right, with the riots, the protests, all this and all that, right? But how is it that a, um, um, for instance, here in California, you know, you can you can go out there and protest. Like, there wasn't really any riots here, but how can you go out there and protest, you know, in a large group of people, but yet they arrest one guy at the beach? you remember that? Oh, for not wearing like a mask a, or for keeping the... Sick no, it was, no, it was um when everything was closed down. Oh, that's right. He was down. technically, quote-unquote, trespassing and going onto the beach right. even though it was closed. Right. How is that? How is... He got arrested for that or charged whatever, right? And, like, yeah, you're allowing a lot of people to go out there, you know? How is that, um, how is that one guy, like, in the beach by himself, you know, like, more dangerous than a bunch of people gathering together, you know, for a cause? You know, I'm not saying that... Like I'm against the cause or anything like that, you know, but the the double standards, right? You know, like how is it that, you know, you shut down like like a bunch of stuff, right? But like you shut down mom and pop shops, you know, but yeah, you can still go to Walmart, you know. How like it's just um I mean I get it that the government or like the not the gov- the local governments or whatever, you know, they're trying to keep people like um safe safe right but like how is it that like you put like so much regulations on like little companies that won't be able to survive they're not these massive corporations you know like they can't have uh you know they they don't have enough like funds you know to um you know to keep themselves going from a pandemic or like natural disaster whatever here's what i want to know because exactly what you're saying i want to get your opinion and i want to get void's opinion on it when it comes and obviously you're talking so i want you to, to see if you, you tell me what you think because i i was thinking about this too if we could go back in time and we had the power which are two things that we obviously can't do but if you had the power you can go back in time now with the knowledge you have how would you have handled the lockdown because you're saying that the way they did it was kind of you know weird how walmart stayed open but mom and pop shops closed and things that weren't really essential were essential during the pandemic because they wanted to keep them open but what would you have changed? How would you have made this a better lockdown? And then I mean, maybe Boyd can fill in what he thinks too. I mean, there's really no way how to make it a better, you know, quarantine because um, it spread so fast, right? Like I, I've seen that there's more studies out there that like uh, the numbers aren't even true. Like apparently like way more people than we knew have had COVID, right? But they were just asymptomatic about it. You know, that I seen... Um, I forgot where I saw it, but they were saying that uh, a lot of the people um, when this whole COVID thing happened, you know, that they had COVID. They never knew they had COVID. Obviously, they passed it on to others, you know, and they never got symptoms from it. So they're walking around with COVID not knowing. So, you know, and this is where like before tests were even available, you know, so a lot more people are walking around with COVID, which like messes around with the numbers you know because like it shows that let's just say 300,000 people had it right when in reality 700,000 people had it right but it's um the the one thing that I did see is like there's so much misinformation about COVID out there that like what can you like what is true what's not true you know like I don't know if you guys like 
seen like around the social media for a while, they were saying, you know, don't take ibuprofen, you know, because supposedly like ibuprofen or Advil, Tylenol, whatever, like supposedly like it increased the side effects of COVID and the CDC had to come out saying like, no, that's, that's not true. You know, like there's so much misinformation out there that like even going back now, like with the information that you know now, like this is uh it's hard to like say what I would have done different or what should have been done different because, you know, it's but, um, but what I'm saying is like not to cut into your point too much, but you, you had said obviously that Walmart being open and mom and pop shops economically we're just talking about the economic effect first and then we can get into like the medical situation but the economic effect that everyone's like suffering from is because they decided to close down certain businesses would you have changed that or would you have let that the same or how would i mean i wouldn't have, i wouldn't have closed down businesses you know it's not um like you just can't close down you just can't close down mass businesses without like having like repercussions you know like people need to people need to eat people need to you know buy stuff they need to support their families you know how is it that you can survive off like um twelve hundred dollars you know like it's one been time. only once you know like yeah other people are getting like six hundred six hundred dollars you know but like what about the other people that that don't have that you know like i've only received like uh the twelve hundred dollars once you know because luckily i'm still fortunate to be working you know, a lot of people don't have that luxury, you know, of working. And a lot of people haven't even gotten paid, you know, like the EDD or whatever. Like they still haven't received none of that pay. So how is it that you're shutting down businesses, you know, that people need to survive, right? They It's, it's their livelihood. Like how, how can you do that? So, I mean, the way how I'd see it would be if people, if the government just said, you know, hey, you know, you guys can stay open, but add the guidelines that you're using now, then. You know what I mean? Like, so like the, like the shields up, you know, like in stores, you know, having yeah, the face shield and face masks, right? The face mask, you know, whatever, like I kind of, um, I don't think the government should be able to tell you to, to wear a face mask or not. You know, it's to me, less government is better government, you know, <laughs> less government is better, but you know, at the same time, you know, like, uh, if you're, if you want to walk around without a mask and you get COVID, well, don't cry that you got COVID. You know, it's like it's that simple in my in my opinion, you know, like the only people that should be wearing a mask are the people that are scared of getting it, you know, like to each their own. You know, like I go, when you know I go what's happening there, with Texas, too, right? You know what's happening. Not, not that I want you to talk about it, but just a yes or no. You know what's talking. You know what's happening. Right. With Texas, that right? It's uh, that like the numbers have increased, right? OK. Yeah. OK. So keep going. What were you saying about people that <laughs> yeah. are not scared no, of it? I mean, it, like because every person is like, you know, an individual, right? Like you should like you have like you know what's best for yourself. If you want to wear a face mask, you know, wear a face mask. If you don't want to wear one, don't wear one. You know, like, I don't think the government should say, hey, to be outside, you have to wear a face mask. Or if not, we're going to fine you or this or that or that. You know, like, I, to me, that's dumb, you know. But at the same time, I, I get it, you know, because government's trying to, like, you know, quote, unquote, protect you. But at the same time, you know, like, when government puts all these kinds of regulations on you, you know, like, where does it stop? You know what I mean? But... I don't know. Like I said, um, they should have just uh, done more regulations on companies instead of having them like shut down, you know, like for as like, for instance, like, like who's the government to say what's essential and what's not essential. You know, an essential job is a job that you have to provide for your family, whether regardless if it's essential, you know, quote unquote essential, you know, for, for other people, right? Like for instance, you know, podcasting is not essential, you know, but it's essential for like the people that make a living off of it. You know what I mean? So how is the government telling you like, oh, well, now you, you can't podcast or, you know, using podcasting as an example, because obviously you can do it remotely, you know, but people that don't have the means of doing it remotely, you know, like it's just, um, 
Yeah, that's, I guess that's pretty much what I'm trying to say. You know, like, like don't like you can't force a company to shut down and not like you know not get like how do I say it like mad that the that people want to reopen the the economy. You know, like why like oh well, you know you're the ones you're you're the ones that caused this, and now you're only trying to give us like twelve hundred dollars to survive off of it, and then you're only telling us to go certain places at certain times. You know, it's just a it's just a mess. You know, but then again, at the same time, like I I. I'm happy that they overreacted than underreacted, you know, because like what it could have been way bigger than what it is now if they would have underreacted. Yeah. So taking all that into consideration, there's a lot of points in there. Yeah, what no, do you I'm kind think, of Roy? everywhere. Uh, I think uh, Demonic makes some good points about the government not having to be involved as a, a decision. I think one of the things I would change if I had the power and could go back in time. I'd probably go back and start spreading the awareness with facts ahead of time because misinformation is the worst issue here. People are going to believe something without actually having facts. People, and not to that, interrupt, you know, but people people usually, like, they see a headline, they never click on the article, and they're like, well, I guess don't take ibuprofen. Well, I've been guilty that's of also that. a thing. I, I think it would be better if... If the government was to stand up and put a stance of this is the fact, a hundred percent, right? Not disenfranchised saying that CDC doesn't know what they're saying because it goes against their agenda. If we had a uniform front and that same platform existed to spread information that's actual and factual and correct and all of the good stuff, that means this is as it is, don't do it. And I think that would change everyone's impression because the people now that are complaining about face masks having to be mandatory are like, why? This is illegal. This is against God's work. And I'm like, listen, God designed everything, including the disease. So if you're fighting against God, you're fighting against the universe. My biggest thing is we don't understand the whole thing yet. The more information we get, the better access it comes. But the thing is, at this point, someone's either already said another narrative that hurts you. So the reason why we wear masks is because it takes two weeks to find out if you have a disease. You want to wait two weeks to find out? It takes three days to find a result on the test. So say you have the, you've got the, yeah, you're good this day, but literally the next day afterwards, you got infected because you weren't wearing a mask. And that's something so inconvenient. Like, I get that this is technically a flu to people. Fine. But this flu is a lot more deadlier and harmful than any other flu. If you come out of COVID alive, you have heart lung issues afterwards. I mean, they don't tell you that as a factor. Like, oh, you know what? If you had just taken care of yourself, you wouldn't be here right now. That's a small little bit of information that goes a long way and people don't want to believe it or don't understand it or don't care to because they don't they don't trust it. So one thing I would do is change the the way information spread, have that more factual for everyone so that they can easily get that information no matter how far and how wide you are from the world you will find out that's true that's one two i would definitely make an approach to improve our medical system beforehand if, if, if someone doesn't know me and this is the first time coming in i want you to know i support medicare system for everyone why because when you have a higher demand supply or when you have a higher supply demand goes lower which means our system would be more cost effective if we had it instilled that means we would have more doctors available, more nurses, more facilities available. Uh, I think we mentioned it here in one of our podcasts that Japan had a 1.75 ratio per capita, which means for every person in 
Japan, they had 1.75 hospital beds available for them. Now, if you look at anywhere else in the world, those numbers aren't as great. In America, we're at 0.34. So for every bed out there, there's three people that need to occupy that to just handle a, a, a disease. So the reason why people were locked down was to prevent the spread, which they meant was the flattening the curve, which means we weren't going to flood the hospitals all at once because that would be the worst of worst scenario. Imagine you go in just to get a checkup and all of a sudden there's two people there that are going to take the same place you are and they did have COVID or even the other way around. One person went with COVID and two were just to go get a checkup and then boom, on the way out, they just got it. That is the reason why we're taking such drastic actions. And it's just a mathematical formula that someone made, and no, but no one wants to believe it because they don't see the math, they don't understand the math. That's great. But it's all about, one, knowledge, and two, being prepared. That's all it is to, to really be combative towards a disease of this nature, this wide scale. Um, you know, money is a big issue, of course. The economy took a big hit. But if we were able to retroactively design our businesses to work 24 7 we're in a world where knowledge is available 24 7 why can't our businesses run 24 7 right walmart cool if they're going to limit the amount of people they have increase the store availability hours that way if you restrain it more you have more access still so technically the amount of work getting done is still the same just scattered and spreaded so that everyone has accessibility right that way you don't have an issue with not selling stuff and not working it. But the thing is, I know small media businesses suffer for the most because they don't have that same functionality. I get it. Hey, well, Walmart, they, they're millionaires, blah, blah, blah. But every man isn't. And they get sick too. And they are just as hungry as everyone else. So when I think of disproportion, I think of, okay, these huge ass corporations have all of these tax breaks. Don't give them any. This is the time where we need the money, money that they should have been paying years back. And it's not here now. So what do we do? We have to budget somehow. And the people who should be paying the share or a bigger share because they earn more money off our backs, they should be paying back their half at least. I mean, or their percentage, not half. That's way too much. But even then, I still think it's not fair in the sense that you have corporations, huge corporations, and they're, they're thriving just fine because they get tax breaks. The little guys, even if they got those tax breaks, wouldn't have enough to function as is. And that's a problem because they are struggling like every individual in America right now. And they're just a bigger version of a person because they provide for others as well to provide for themselves. So if you're going to do the laissez-faire effect where it trickles down from one, focus on the small, medium business. As much as every politician wants to say, oh, small, medium business is the backbone of America. They don't truly mean that because they would give tax breaks, really huge tax breaks to these companies and wealthy owners but not to the little guys. Yeah, they get something. Don't get me wrong. They get something. But it's not, if we were to measure it in percentage, it's not as significant as everyone else that's a corporation. Uh, and that's unfair. That's unfair to our economy, the people who live in America, because we provide all that money for them. I get that they made business decisions that were so genius, blah, blah, blah. But that means if they're so genius, they should be smart enough to pay their own fucking taxes and call it even, because that's how we all fucking live. Because if they were to die, and their business went to hell and they just ruined their corporation. What does that mean? That's a selfish move they did to enrich themselves only, which means it wasn't fair. Right? And people don't understand that it takes a lot to take a corporation out. So, playing taxes, and if they leave America, fuck it, put us, 
tariff on them, right? I mean, we do that with Volkswagen and stuff like that. We'll do it with companies that leave America. And what are they going to do? They're going to want to make products that Americans buy because we have the money. So I don't believe shit that the corporation will leave. Leave them. Let them go. Let other businesses and jobs pop open. We have a ton of small, medium business. They have opportunity to grow if those corporations leave on their own. I went off on a tangent, but I think that's where I had my point. I mean, I think you make some good points, but overall, I, it's it's dangerous to say to not fear corporations because that's what runs the world. If Amazon were to suddenly move shop to India, move shop to China, move shop anywhere else in the world, that that country now has a huge advantage over everyone else, having a powerful company there with them. Of course, they don't always do their part for their local economies as much as they should but at the end of the day i mean it's hard because we're not in those shoes but you can almost blame capitalism a little bit for that because the whole point of them is to make profits every other year greater than the year before but i agree with that i agree with that that a corporation having to go means their significant power gone but every single american seems to fail to realize that our spending power is massive our labor force isn't as adequate as everyone else. That's why everyone else is trying to take advantage of our money. But what 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 I was going was not just that, but I think I I don't really have a lot of opinions when it comes to like governments, especially not like America. Even though I I don't know how to say I don't I don't support any any party, but my my mindset is set to the point that for years there could have been a lot of investment done in urban communities in uh, underdeveloped cities, but there was never any funds for that. Suddenly, this pandemic hits, and what airlines, including American Airlines, get like $3.2 billion, which if you were to put that into a city like the Central Valley in California or some, you know, Arkansas or whatever, you could have immensely impacted that infrastructure when it comes to roads, cities. The roads would have had new workers having to be hired so they can work around the clock to get those repaired. They could have made freeways better. They could have put electric, you know, charging stations. They could have given more incentives for people to purchase electric vehicles and discount them even further. There's so many ways you can use that money that they said wasn't available up until this point. And then on the top of that, like it was really like a slap in the face when you get a thousand, two hundred dollars, twelve hundred bucks, right, for the pandemic. That you have to but, if you, of. but then you look at the bill and you look at the the the, the stimulus. And people that were making over a million dollars a year are, in actuality, receiving almost an equivalent in tax breaks. So there's no taxes for them to pay. So not only are the, is lower class and the middle class now losing income, as in no more jobs, no more way of paying their credit cards, which in, thus that, that credit card company can't claim a profit, and they can't turn around and do that again. But the big boys stay big because they have a protection. There is no tax for them and for and somebody that's, and, and that's, that's another difficult that situation before. because during the pandemic um or as it's still happening there's people that are still of the opinion that we should go back into lockdown and try to kill off the virus but the the point they don't seem to understand or don't seem to care about because they have enough savings they have enough of a pillow a cushion to ride this out until another maybe another five six months for the average person there's not much of a savings account if you have a savings account it's much less than $7,000 for the average person, if even $3,000. Most of us don't have enough for more than two more months. 
and even then the 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 cost that we're seeing is not just you know being able to pay for basic necessities like food and clothing but just energy bills and debt all that's going to accumulate over itself even including with the interest so as these people have a cushion to sit on and say ah let's go back into lockdown let's just wait out another five months besides that's one part of the people that say that besides even even if it happens at least this way we'll all be safe but they have the money to survive out on the other side of it and then on top of that you have some of the people that are unemployed and receiving like close to like three thousand dollars a month which you know okay I understand they have bills, and they, just like I mentioned, they have necessities like food and clothing. But three thousand dollars a month is more than what they were making when they were actually working. So, and they're but not going to go back and spend that into the economy because of what I just said before. The one of the reasons why the banks are cutting dividends is because no one is taking loans out. There less, there is now less spending with them having more money. So none of that is jumpstarting the economy as they hoped it would. Because a lot of these people are saving their money and sitting on it rather than, you know, actually investing it. A small portion is getting into stocks. But as we just found out, if you read the headlines, this is the worst week in Wall Street since even the pandemic hit in April, like when April crashed. So this has been the worst week. We, the Dow went down over seven, I think a 700, uh, I think it was like seven, 13%, which is like an equivalent of $700, dude. That's like a huge, huge loss. You don't never, you don't really ever see that. And this is just the beginning of this second Great Depression. But the idea is that these people are not understanding that you can't shut down the economy like that. It can't go on like this. I understand that if we would have shut it down in the beginning, most likely, if we would have put a complete stop for two weeks, although it would have hurt, it probably would have killed off the virus. If everybody would have been forced to be shut down, going home, it would have been done with. But of course, those are also liberties that you're not supposed to take away from people. But then there, there's there's rights that you have rights to, but you shouldn't you, you shouldn't put in your chip for them. Like if, you, if your wife is arguing with you, or your girlfriend's arguing with you, you have the right to speak your mind and interrupt her. But doing so, exercising your right at that moment is only going to create more problems. There should be a moment where you should be like, that's my right. I should I shouldn't be forced to do this. But I'm gonna put away this. This is my right chip for another rainy day because this time is gonna help me and is gonna benefit me staying quiet and not arguing. But there's other moments where you should cash it in and be like, "This isn't right." I would like, like to if argue everybody's. So I mean, point. what do you guys think? Uh, well, I think uh, demonic was gonna make a point, but I don't know. You want to go demonic or you want me to take it? No, go ahead and take it because I uh, I forgot I forgot what I was gonna say. So one oh, thing bad. I want to point out is people confuse expectations with rights. You have an expectation of privacy. It's not a right. The rights that people were saying were infringed were the right to go out and socialize. I don't see it anywhere in the Constitution that says you have a right to go out and socialize. Like anywhere. You have the right to speak. You could do that at home. You could do that anywhere in the world. They did not specify a place or location. All right. You can use your guns at home. Uh, if you have a friend that has private property, you can go shoot them there too. No one's stopping you. You could go on the roads. Just do not stop to do a social gathering was not specified. People are really overreacting on that sense. I think people were scared of the, of the the possibility of that evolving. So as a, most people know, governments, when they begin to take people's freedoms away, it begins to snowball. And it says like, wait, you're only doing this during the pandemic. Kind of like when they said, we, we'll take executive action during terrorist threats. It's been like over 
14 years and there's still terrorist threats. So they can expand, you know, because it's so broad and it's so unclear. They can continue to say, well, we're just making sure the pandemic is done with. But that was like seven years ago. Yeah, well, stay at home, all right? We're just making no, sure you're safe. I, I 20 years in the future, they're still doing it. I entirely understand a situation so that's what they're scared of. a government took advantage of and expanded They take small bites of a cookie. I'm not stupid. What about the Patriot Act? We had them sniffing our phone for over seven years. Oh, my God. Wait, 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 wait. Not to cut it off. Do you know what just happened? That that got rejected. Didn't pass. No, 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 no. This week, okay, of the week of June twenty fifth, uh, I keep forgetting the date that we're. I'm I'm going crazy. This week, they just announced that they passed a bill that allows for warrantless, without a warrant, they can go through your history, your search history. The government can go through your search history and begin to look at whatever things you've been browsing or doing on the internet. So. That that's veil, been going on since January. But it's been officially like passed. Like, that was a bill they were trying to pass, but now it has been written. I could have sworn it was still being uh, debated in court. Nope, it's done. it had passed in March. And they brought it back and said, hey, no, there's a lot of clauses in here that can't, aren't proper. If you want to keep making the point, let me let me be the Jamie of, of right now. Let me look this up. I'm pretty sure I don't sure even I, know what I it's called off the top of my head. Hold so on. You, you guys want to talk about what you were talking about, the well, lockdown? I guess I'll go back to expectations and rights. I get that there's things you don't want to lose, but you're not losing them permanent. People think that you're losing something like that. No. You're going to tell me that people go go out and protest a reason and you think they won't protest losing a right? Come on now. If one thing we are, we do we hate losing. All right, we are not losing a right and it's not like the government can sugarcoat it to the point where you don't understand what's happening. No. It's more of uh they're dis- disenfranchising what's happening to access the right so they're trying to use it to extend the reach of something right people are arguing my biggest uh favorite right now is uh the economy will crash well if the economy was properly sorted and organized we wouldn't have everyone else is uh is forcing their ideals on others and they're like you have to go out no not for me sorry i have to go to work but i can work remotely you know and businesses that are trying to come back and make you work when you could work remotely, I think you're selfish. Think about it like that. Why put a risk factor? There's no difference in money. You make it sound like that's you're a fifty-fifty though, work. because some businesses have realized that they could save not only the office lease, but the expenses of an air conditioning and everything. And they just let them stay at home, like, and they just yeah. keep up, check up on them on Microsoft Teams you or see, whatever. That's if you fully committed to a remote work, right? But what about the businesses that are saying you have to come back to the office, even though you can remote work? That is, I think, a selfish maneuver for a business, right? It's like, okay, we don't have to put your risk, but we want you back because it's productivity we're losing. Listen, right now the world is at a standstill, and we're still trying to battle with that. And as a business, you're going forward. Why do you have to advance at a pre-corona state to make some money? And I get that your your profits from last year aren't accurate. That's because nothing was the same as last year at this point. Just, just a thought. Pretty much like what the way how I see it is like since I am really, really anti-government, I just don't want the government telling me what to do because like, like um, you guys pointed to that, you know, they start like with the good intentions of the people, but then you get those, you get those politicians in the power that just want to keep on extending it. Like for instance, like look at the. Look at when this pandemic hit. What was it? It was only two weeks, right? They're like, okay, well, don't worry, you know, just stay locked down for only two weeks. And then after that, um, 
after that, you know, uh, go back into uh, take another two weeks. You know, they're like, okay, well, it's four weeks now. Another two weeks, another two weeks. You know, like how long has it been now? And like our economy is barely like reopening now. We're in phases of opening. Like I think here in California or here in at least uh, locally, the what is it? The tattoo um, tattoo parlors and um, theaters, Gyms I believe. Oh yeah, yeah theaters this, are yeah year. this. Yeah, you know, this week, like, they're barely opening up. Like, the thing about it, though, is that I've also seen or I heard that um, there's a lot of doctors that are against face masks because what happens when you wear a face mask, you literally block, like, stuff from, like, you know, entering your body. And people, their doctors are saying, you know, that you're going to come out of this, like, with a weaker immune system because of all the stuff that, you, like, you didn't have your body fighting off because, you know, what are vaccines? Vaccines are pretty much, you know, like, dead whatever, you know, dead viruses inside your body that they get to fight off. Or so. weak, weaker viruses that your body can fight off. It's basically, right. like, imagine a walking dead zombie without arms and, a, and, and a, I guess, a mouth. Right. They just you, practice killing it. Yeah, you know, so like there, there's a lot of doctors that are against it, but you know, they're like the minority, so their voices are being drowned out. You know, for the people that are like, no, stay home, wear masks. But masked, it's also important, sanitize. though. I, I, I think what you, you and Void had mentioned about information is very important. Some of those doctors that are opposed to it don't really have a lot of, let's say, experience. From what I've seen, some of the doctors that were opposed to the idea of people um, being on lockdown were also younger doctors with like, you know, lenience they were lenient to certain political parties. So they were kind of like repeating rhetoric, you know, but it wasn't like they were very educated because not every doctor has dealt with the coronavirus. There are some doctors have dealt with like a hundred cases or more and their focus, their idea is like the virus is not dangerous. Those people have dealt with like 20 virus, 20 cases. And they're like, dude, this, this is like the worst virus I've ever seen. So like even doctors themselves can't really be on the same page. The right. CDC seems to be on the same page because they're doing the research on the vaccine itself. But a lot of other people, you know, and companies, private companies, too. But a lot of the doctors, their knowledge of the vaccine varies. And again, just like back in the day when they were talking about some doctors said that cigarettes weren't dangerous. Like, you can't always be trusted because you never know who's, you know, not that you should doubt every piece of information. But it's important to look at what their alliances, their, what do they lean towards. But I, I think when you had mentioned that it would be good for the states to not force people to i mean I'm, I'm on the fence because if they would have forced people there's a good chance the virus for the most part would have been quelled not maybe finished but for two weeks the infection period is over they can't transmit it anymore and even if you had it at least you can transmit it so it sounds like a good idea but then again to infringe on someone's rights and take it away even if it's temporary it's scary because you don't ever know if you know once they have the taste of that kind of power they're like well let's uh we think it's coming back and here's some made-up statistics. Uh, go back home and stay there. So that that's another possibility. But on top of everything else, if you would have not closed down, look at what's happening in Texas, bro. Like it's just as easy as seeing real-life history unfold. It's not maybe as bad as people. The, there's more testing, of course. So there's more opportunity to find people that have the virus that than you would have back in the day. But also since it's spreading so quickly. You see how many new cases are, you know, they're being advertised on the news pretty much like a thousand new cases per day, right? Or 1,200 new cases per day. Not to say that's not a, that's a horrible thing, but they're not dying from it either. So you can say it's a million new cases, sure. But how many of those people died? 
Right, exactly. And what, how many of those are COVID-related? Not, you know, right. like, oh, I, like, got a staph infection, plus I had COVID, and I died because of COVID, you know? Or, like, right. I got into a car accident, and I happened to have COVID, you know? Like, what are the actual legit COVID deaths, you know? Not, like, they died because of heart failure, plus they had COVID, you know? And I should, all... I should... Go ahead. I should read more about this, because I've heard... I don't know if you heard the same thing. I, I have to confirm it. I've heard that a lot of hospitals we're getting incentives. So like if you had an X amount of COVID patients coming into your emergency room, then the government would give you a certain amount, a stipend of money or supplies or something like that, because you were like a high risk, you know, hospital and the government didn't want you to feel like unsupported. Oh yeah, No, that's true. But I don't know if I'll... that's true, but I haven't. No, it, it really is true though, because like I also saw um, the news was covering this one hospital. Right. And they were like, this is like, uh, the middle of COVID, right? They're covering this hospital and they're, they were trying to say, you know, look how hectic it is, but there was no line like in the hospital, right? Like there was <laughs> like, even the nurses had to go out and make a line, you know, like they like to make a line to make it look like all these people were out here getting tested for COVID, you know? So like the people that they were working on, like, and this is like the, not the, the nurses and doctors, they even went out and they said this, you know, like take it for whatever you want, you know, like you look it up or whatever, you know, you don't have to take my word for it, but that's what they were saying, you know, that they, like a lot of nurses and doctors said that they, the, whoever, the, whoever owns the hospital, they're like, yeah, you know, go outside and wait in line. Some of them weren't even told what they're doing. You know, they just said, go outside and wait in line. And then when they saw the news, they're like, oh, you know, like, look at this hospital. It's like overran, you know, like, look at this big ass line that there is, you know, just for, just for COVID, you know? So there is a lot of places that, you know, like over exaggerate, like I forgot where it was. Um, but, um, I don't know if it, it wasn't New York. It was someplace, uh, I don't remember who it was, but they built uh, makeshift hospitals, right? You need the tents and all that. They built that. They spent like a shit ton of money to build all that stuff right there. Th those, those makeshift hospitals never even saw one patient, you know? So they got all that funding for like no reason, you know, like, and they had to tear it down and it was a lot of money, you know, like they had, they had so many like X numbers of nurses right there ready to test, like, you know, help out COVID patients and never like for like the three, four weeks that it was operational, like not even one person showed up. You know, so like it's um they're over exaggerating the numbers, you know, like it's a uh, I, I get it, you know, because like, you know, you want to you want to make it seem, you know, that it's a serious thing. But at the same time, you know, like when you're blowing stuff out of proportion, you know, like this is what causes like chaos. You know, this is what causes people to run out and buy like all the toilet paper, all the hand sanitizer, you know, like it stops people from thinking rationally because you're like, oh, it's an end of the world situation, you know, when it really isn't, you know, yes, it's a hard. um it's a hard uh pill to swallow you know that there's a new virus out there and there is no you know vaccine for it but at the same time you know like when you cause mass panic you know like that's what causes like the economy to crash or this or that you know like it's just it's so chaotic and it didn't have to be pretty much is what i'm trying to say the question is how would you handle it differently because nobody knew that this was going to happen right i mean if we went back to if we went back in time knowing what we know maybe but even then now we don't know exactly we don't know exactly what's going to happen because we don't understand the i mean there's even like information about vitamin d or vitamin a being like really helpful in in fighting off the vaccine or even preventing yourself from getting it but even then though those claims have been confirmed by like a hundred doctors and then not confirmed by another 500 and then unconfirmed or fought against by 50 so like 
that everything's everywhere. It's hard to know for sure. But the one thing we can know for sure is that the stock market and the businesses that are going bankrupt are a clear indication that this is only a month after the recession was called. It's going to get a lot worse. Anywhere from like, you're talking about school districts, you're talking about private companies. Those are going to fail tremendously. And even like in a famous investor, Warren Buffett, which is like synonymous with Wall Street. He's the guy that, you know, single-handedly purchased, you know, several companies out of a whim and gets like billions worth of dividends yearly. This guy himself is pulling, is selling stocks and pulling money out of the stock market. Not to say that he's not, he's not getting ready to make some moves, most likely going to buy companies when they fall or write about, you know, the, the maybe their value goes down. But this is all indications that a, this this Great Depression is the one of our generation. It's going to be worse than the one that we saw in the Dust Bowl era where people were moving across the states during those dust storms and everything. And it's interesting. Did you see the – there's also headlines, stories um, that I read. I don't know. All, I don't remember all the details, but I read it, like, with full attention during my lunch for sure. That there was another great, dust storm coming? The dust storm, right. So it's like right. it's weird that not only we're getting another Great Depression, but we're seemingly about to hit – a dust storm as well, just like it happened in the past. And the the, the and I'm waiting for my uh, meth head gators for sure. Damn, dude, I'm isn't that crazy? For the, the murder, yeah, the murder hornets. Finally, Think a worthy it. appointment for the Florida man. Just saying. bro, a hundred years ago there was an infection. Gators, I'm lose there was shit. an infection like the one that's happening right now. There was a Great Depression and there was a dust bowl, and we're getting all three of them on. And in our generation, we're we're gonna see that happen. And plus, right now it's like what tropical storms hurricanes are about to start you know flipping houses <laughs> it's about to start happening because july is when the the when the season get, kicks off like a lot stronger than it was so you have tropical storms coming and then we had an earthquake in california this week it wasn't that strong but it was enough to shake people in the central valley and where we where we're at you crying all about the earthquake though i don't know man who was yeah, crying about it? yeah this dude Right no, there. but like, by but going back to your point, like honestly, like the way how I see all this could have been prevented, the economy and all this, like, um, not force companies to close their doors and just add regulations. You know, like the masks, the sanitate, like sanitizing everything. You know, like those um, those shields. You know, right there for the registers, like that would have prevented so much right there. Like you know, and then like also the social distancing. You know, like that that would have. That would have saved us like a lot of hassle and a lot of trouble. Yeah. Well, I think we should um we should probably close out this episode because there's a lot of things that I still want to talk about, especially like with Elon Musk, man. We talked about this before, but Elon Musk is getting ready to unveil the million mile battery. He's uh, launched those satellites, and now we have information since the last time we talked about it. He has uh, officially surpassed fiber speeds from satellite internet, which is like unheard of. And low latency, which is again unheard of for any satellite. And okay, there's that. And then he has the the Space Dragon, the Dragon Crew, of his rocket from SpaceX. It has it's covered in solar panels. It's attached itself to the space station, the ISS, the International Space Station, and it's pro, is producing more electricity than they thought would be possible. So they have all these solar panels. It was supposed to act as like as a charging station, and it was supposed to power the station. And now it has excess energy with these new solar panels that they developed. There's a bunch of cool things happening. There's a lot of negative things happening. There's a lot of cool leaps technology is making. There's actually a Tesla. few. If you think about it, there's only like a few negative things happening that are being blown out of proportion. There's mostly more good than well, negative. Well, I would almost agree with you, except for the fact that 
a Great Depression, which is for sure going to happen, is very scary. And I really hope they don't go to war against China, but the fact that they just broke the trade deal, which could be a way to renegotiate, but it could also be a way to, like, that's it, we're done. You do your thing, we do our thing. Because we're having manufacturers for computer chips in, in, uh, in Arizona for the first time in America. They're making full computers and motherboards and stuff here, which they had made but produced in another country. Like, we would make the plants for it, but mass-produced it somewhere else. And they're bringing all that industry back into the United States. So it makes you wonder, like, they're getting ready to be self-dependent. So, very interesting. Well, I don't know. That's that's my thought. What do you guys think before we close up? Well, I can't wait to talk about Daddy Elon, you know, so can't wait for the next podcast. It's Pappy, but okay. No, I, I call him Daddy. Oh, oh, oh. And uh, <laughs> before I forget, if you guys have a Twitter... Uh, we're going to open up the Prep and Ref Twitter pretty soon and maybe the Discord. I'm still making sure we have things running before I open that up. We don't want to make the floodgates uh, open yet, just yet. But if you guys have a Twitter and you don't follow Elon Musk, check what he tweeted all the 20, Friday and, and Thursday, the 25th and 26th. This guy has been on a meme offense. And he's been like tweeting at Ford because they have the new EV Mustang. Dude, this guy has trolled him so hard, man. You can see the memes that he... Oh, my God, dude. He put, like, like Duracell batteries in the back of a Mustang, like a little toy car, and he's like, you guys are doing great, guys. Like, he's... he's, he's Yeah, dude. Please, check him out, you guys. And I'll, check, I'll check it out. Well, the, the three viewers that we have, they'll, they'll probably check him out. Yeah, for you guys. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, you know, thank you guys for joining us. Do you guys want to close out with any last words before we end this well i'll see you guys on the next one stay safe wear a mask follow the government's rules obey you know all that good stuff demonic is out anarchy will live on and boyd thanks for uh tuning in and listening today wasn't as somber as the last time i was here so that's a good one uh if there's anything you guys need just let us know in the comments or send us a message we'll be happy to address that too okay you heard from the man. All right, guys. Well, this is the experiment episode, and that's what it's going to be titled. Bye.